You're listening to Keeping It Real with Janine, your guide to living an authentic, healthy life. I'm Janine Strong, your guide, and every two weeks I have a fun, inspiring conversation with an ordinary person leading an extraordinary life. And today my conversation is with feng shui expert Lisa Garcia. Now, Lisa Garcia is a certified feng shui consultant, and she studied with Marie Diamond. She's a feng shui master and creator of the Diamond Feng Shui Compass School Method. She is also a certified numerologist and astrologer, and we're going to be getting into those areas today, too. She enjoys combining these modalities with her intuitive powers to create cosmically aligned environments for her clients. I'm excited for this conversation. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Hi, Janine. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. Well, so am I, because we just had a a really fascinating pre-conversation. You've got a lot of information here to to share with people and help them to navigate this year uh, so that perhaps their challenges are going to be easier to uh, move through and overcome. Yes, definitely. There's a lot of things happening in the universe right now that are really supporting all of us to move into higher levels of consciousness and happiness and well-being. So I'm really excited to talk about these things with you. Awesome. Well, I am too, because I don't know about you, but last year was pretty challenging for me. So <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I, you and many people that I know, including myself, had yeah a very challenging year last year. Definitely. Okay. Well, let's start with feng shui and what is feng shui? Why should we be interested in it? Yes. Well, feng shui is from China. Mm-hmm. It is really an ancient practice of. Uh, moving energy. And it literally means wind and water. Mm-hmm. So it is using the the natural elements in a way that supports the, you know, highest levels of happiness and health and wealth for people in their environment. And it started about probably more than 6,000 years ago in China. And originally feng shui was only available to the wealthy and to the noble classes of people. And the feng shui masters were extremely, extremely in demand people who, you know, only worked with those higher levels of society. And then at some point, there were a few teachers who really had to break away because they believed that everyone deserved to know this information and to be able to benefit from it. And they actually had to leave China to go and to spread this knowledge and information. And that's eventually how feng shui, you know, did, you know, arrive to the Western world was through these people who, you know, they were kind of pioneers Mm -hmm. and they, they shared this information. And now there are many people who are masters and who are, Uh, consultants throughout the world. And of course, there are different schools of feng shui that are used. They're all, they all have their benefits and they all have, you know, they're all good. Um, I personally learned the school of feng shui that's called compass feng shui. And it obviously uses a compass to take the direction of your front door. That's the first thing that you do in compass feng shui. And 
that's used to um, to analyze every area of your space based on the direction of your front door. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we learned that that was the most accurate way of looking at feng shui. But there's also black hat feng shui, which uses the bagua, and mm-hmm. a lot of people use that and are happy with the bagua. And it's you know again, it, it's a good starting point. I think um, the bagua is amazing, and even if that's all you ever do. You know, just it's an awareness and a consciousness kind of a uh, a process, I think. And you know, however you get there is is your path. Um, but again, compass feng shui is what I've learned and used. Mm-hmm. And what is the bagua? The bagua is it's a square that's divided up into um, six areas. And you place it over your um, your floor plan and you put, I believe you put the south direction at your front door always. Mm. So the Bagua, it, it's going to be the same for everyone's home. Got and it. it has different areas for each one of the squares within the square that, you know, health and relationships and um, your abundance and your wisdom, it, it covers all of the, the main areas of life. Okay. In compass feng shui, it's a similar kind of a, a square. It, it's called the low shoe square actually. Mm-hmm. And those change based on your front door direction. So everybody's space is going to be different mm. and they also change every year. You, you look at the low shoe in a different way every year and there are numbers that are associated with each one of the little squares in the bigger square. And those are really, really important, actually. And I wanted to talk about that because this year we're in the year of the Earth Pig. Mm-hmm. And that's as opposed to last year, which was the year of the Earth Dog. Okay. And yeah, that's a very different energy. How so? Well, the Earth Dog was very. Um, it last year had an unbalanced kind of a feel to it, and it was a very masculine energy. Mm-hmm. This year, the energy that's associated with the Earth Pig is much more feminine and much more balanced energy. So that's one of the reasons, like I was saying, that the energies this year are just a lot more supportive for. Just being, you know, well-being for happiness, for abundance, for just feeling more in tune with your purpose, and the Earth Pig energy really supports that. And also mm-hmm. something that's really beautiful this year, the low shoe square that I was talking about, mm-hmm. and I mentioned the numbers mm-hmm. that are um, located within each one. The most important number every year in the low shoe square is the number in the center. Mm. And this year we have the eight in the center, which is amazing. The number eight is really universally known, not just in, you know, feng shui or in Chinese culture, but pretty much worldwide as the abundance number. And it's also associated with the infinity symbol. If you turn it sideways, an eight looks like an infinity symbol. So mm-hmm. it's really cosmically connected to abundance and well-being. And 
like I said, that eight is in the center. So that means it permeates really the energy of every space this year. And that's amazing because some years you will have a less fortunate number, like maybe a five or a three. Those in compass feng shui are considered not really um, lucky numbers. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So in those kind of years, you're going to have more challenging um, energy to deal with. What was it? What year, was in the center last year? Um, last year it was, what was it? I can't remember. exactly. I think it was the three. Mm-hmm. It was something, it was definitely not as positive of a number. And so that, you know, also fed into the, the earth dog energy. So it just, it made everything challenging. It really did. And it permeated the entire year and it made it harder for, you know, people to feel good. And, but it really was meant for a purpose. I think it was meant to shake us up and to, to get us kind of uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because, you know, we're all meant to ascend to higher levels of consciousness and, that's what last year was about. This year is about settling more into that abundance energy and that that more feminine, actually more balanced feminine and masculine energy. And like I was saying, the eight in the center really supports that and it makes abundance available for everyone. So it's it's a really beautiful energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. So, so how does feng shui? How do, how does the space that you live in uh, affect you uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, and and how can feng shui enhance the positive aspects? Well, feng shui is. I mean, really at a very basic level, it's the energy in your space. Okay. And even if you don't even look at, you know, the, the low shoe square or the Bagua, I think everybody, if you really tune in to yourself, you feel an energy when you walk into any space, Mm -hmm. whether it's a, you know, a public building or, you know, a school or a store, but especially in your home, you're spending you know, a majority of your time there. And especially the time that you're sleeping is really, really important because, you know, you're rejuvenating, you're resting, you're, you know, connecting with the divine, you're dreaming, your sleeping space. If, if you don't fungshui anything in your home, your bedroom really should be ideally situated for, you know, your particular feng shui and for your particular um, energy. Mm -hmm. So it, it is, the energy is affecting you based on how you're interacting with the way things are set up in your space. And at a very basic level, even before you think about, you know, the, the real specifics of feng shui, look at your, your level of clutter. That's, you know, it sounds really simple and it's, you know, kind of a buzzword, you know, everybody's doing Marie Kondo and, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) all of that, but it really is, it's the, it's the basic building block for feng shui is you need to look at the clutter in all of your spaces, but especially in your bedroom. And especially in, if you have a home office also, that's, 
those are two super important areas to look at and to declutter immediately. Oh dear, I'm looking around. <laughs> <laughs> I know, me too. It's I have I have uh, areas I need to work on still too, but yeah, it is it is extremely important because that clutter is it's impacting the flow of energy through your space. Mm -hmm. It's it's impeding the flow of energy, especially if you have anything at your front door that's built up, if you have things next to the front door, the front door is considered really the mouth of energy into your home. So you want it to be clear. You want it to be open. You want it to be allowing energy to come freely into your space. Mm. Now, a lot of people have mud rooms, right? Right. I mean, you walk in and there's all the coats and the boots and. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Not so, ideal, not super ideal for feng shui. If, you know, it, it's a functional um, aspect that you need, you know, in some homes. But yeah, if you can keep it as neat and clean as possible, that's just going to help enhance your feng shui. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, this is, I, I'm not as familiar with the, the compass school of feng shui and the, the fact that the front door facing a certain direction and all of this changing every year. I think that's really fascinating because it, it really keeps it, it, it keeps it moving and in the flow. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was drawn to that particular school of feng shui, I think, because it does change and it is more in tune with the energy of each year. But, you know, as I said, some people feel really drawn to the Bagua and they're happy with, you know, the results that they've received. And uh, it's a very um, popular method of feng shui. So, you know, I don't want to say one is good and one is bad necessarily. I think, you know, it's a matter of, you know, finding your personal preference. And I think the Bagua is more accessible mm -hmm. for a lot of people as because, you know, it doesn't change once, mm -hmm. you know, you've laid it over your home, you know, you're set and <laughs> you can tweak things and, you know, you can, you know, obviously make changes, but you, you, I think some people are a little more intimidated with compass feng shui because of, you know, the constant changes, mm -hmm. um, you, you do have to be more on top of it, definitely, if you're going to, um, you know, kind of buy into the compass method. Mm -hmm. Well, now I understand why uh, Doria Cordova, who she's been on the podcast, and I also have another recording with her that I will be putting up, um, why she said she has you come once a year. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes, we go and I change everything for her and we really... Yeah, according to the year's energy. Mm -hmm. And I know she's had some great results. So yeah, it's been really fun working with her. Well, she's a very fun person. Anyway, I she's quite adorable. So she's yeah. Nice. So okay, so when you say the front door is facing, are you talking about standing from the inside of your home and looking out it that direction it's facing? Or if you're standing in front of your front door on the outside, and that's the direction? Well, how yes what you said the first time is you stand inside just inside your front door facing out okay and you hold you know either an actual compass or you know there are plenty of compass apps that you can download on your phone you hold it kind of at your belly button level okay. and straight out 
-hmm. And that's where you're going to get the most accurate reading. Mm -hmm. And then how are things organized around that? Well, then you would take the low shoe square, which has the nine um, different um, divisions within it. And you would put the the direction of your front door at the top in the center. And then that kind of shifts around all of the other. I wish we had a visual here where it would make it easier. Mm. Um, but that's how you orient it. Um, let's say, you know, your your front door faces south. You would have south at the top of your square in the middle. And mm -hmm. then that way you can see the the orientation of the whole rest of your space. Got it. Now, I would think if I did a search online that maybe I could find some uh, feng shui maps or the, uh, the what, what's it called? Low? Yes, it's the low, so L-O and then capital S-H-U, low shoe square. Because what I was thinking is I could, um, I'll see if I can find some and then... Um, I could do screenshots or whatever and, and put them on the podcast webpage so that people yes. can look at those. So I'll see, mm -hmm, yes. yeah, I'll see what I can find to do that. Okay. So well, I can help you with that too. <laughs> oh, great. That'll be great. That'll be fun. So then how do you, how do you use this information? Well, you use it in the matter of every year there are different numbers in each one of the nine little subdivisions okay. of the low shoe square. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, I was saying in the center, we have the eight and then we have actually something that's also really, really nice this year is the eight is in the center and then the six and the one are on either side of it. So that's a really nice placement. Also, the six is considered heavenly energy in Chinese, um, culture and in, in feng shui especially. And then the one is considered victory energy. So having the six and the eight and the one all lined up is, is really nice. Usually they're not in that kind of a configuration. Mm -hmm. So it's a really beautiful um, energy to have um, the, so the eight is in the center, the one is in the West and the six is in the East. So we have east, center, and west with this beautiful, um, you know, heavenly, victorious, abundance energy. And that's, it's pretty unusual to have that. So, you know, again, just this is a super special year for a lot of reasons. And this is one that, that really just enhances everybody's abundance and well-being. And, and your ability to really manifest is great this year. Hmm, interesting. So... If people have a a project or a goal that they've really wanted to to move forward with and really work on, this would be the year to do it. Yes, definitely. So then, how how does your space, besides working on clutter, um, how can you enhance this energy for people in their in their home, in their living space, or their workspace? Yes. Well, I personally, I love to work with crystals. Mm -hmm. Crystals are amazing because of course they're beautiful and you know they look amazing, but they're also really, really powerful because 
their earth energy and you know they come from the earth and they enhance the earth energy of this year as i said this is the year of the earth pig so it's enhancing that energy all year long um, but also the number eight, which I mentioned a few times is in the mm-hmm. center. The number eight is considered an earth energy also. So crystals, if you don't do anything else this year, get yourself a nice crystal and put it in the center of your home. If, if mm. ideally, if there's a table there or, you know, something where you can highlight it, that is an amazing enhancement for this year. Crystal energy in the center, or even if you can find, you know, where East or West is, Mm -hmm. that's going to enhance those other two numbers, the six and the one as well. So a crystal in the center and East and West. So three Mm -hmm. would be ideal. It sounds like (laughs) now, and does it make any difference if you have a, uh, if your home is multiple stories, does it need to be, you know, up on top or does it make any difference what floor it's on? Well, actually, it does. Um, mm-hmm. In compass feng shui, the more stories you go up, the more intensified the energy is. So if you wanted mm-hmm. to access the most intense energy, it would be up at the top, maybe on your second floor. But the first floor is fine, too, mm-hmm. wherever it feels the best to you. Mm-hmm. A lot of feng shui to me is how does it feel to you? Mm-hmm. And people, women especially, are very intuitive with, you know, where things should intuitively be placed. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people will say to me, oh, this, you know, this didn't feel right. Or, you know, that I put it here because it felt like the right place. And then it really ends up that it is the right place to put, you know, like the crystal. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so women, I think are just very naturally intuitive to, you know, placing things. Mm -hmm. So what do you do if your house isn't a a square or a rectangle? (laughs) It's it's like, like I've got, you know, all the people have put additions on over the years. And, you know, it's all it's kind of all over the place. How do you how do you work with that? Yes, well, you want to try to, you know, you look at your floor plan. Ideally, if you have, you know, the architect's blueprint, that's ideal, but that's not always possible. You know, you can hand draw it yourself on a piece of paper. I've done that many times, Mm -hmm. but you do want to make it look like a complete, you know, either square or rectangle. Mm -hmm. And so if you have, you know, let's say you've got a, you know, like a porch or, you know, a garage or something, you want to make a a dotted line Mm -hmm. over and across to, to fill in that area. Okay. Okay. So what if, uh, uh, let's, okay. So let's say your East side is actually, um, what, once you've made a a rectangle, we'll say a rectangle and that's, that area is, is actually outside of the house when it, when it's filled in and you've made a rectangle. Um, so would you put your crystal outside then or? You, yes, you definitely could. And yeah, you would want to consider that part of the whole of your floor plan. Yeah, it seems kind of strange, but yet you want to symbolically make it into a complete either square or rectangle. And that's, that's a pretty basic feng shui, um, kind of a, a rule is you want to, you want to make it into a shape that's going to be um, more in tune with 
the energy and, and, you know, complete shapes are considered better than mm-hmm. incomplete shapes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, even if you wanted to, you could bury a crystal if let's say it's, you know, in a place where people are walking or, you mm. know, it's not, you could put a little crystal in the earth. You could, um, there's different little symbolic things you can do if it isn't a place where you would, you know, want to leave a crystal just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. All right. That's, that's getting clearer to me now. Um, <laughs> so, so what are some of the other things that, um, like I could see, I, I'm, I'm, my mind is turning because I'd like to work with you, um, in, in you know, with my home and I'm thinking, okay, now how could she do this not being in person? But I could see how if a, if a person uh, came up with the floor plan and scanned it in and sent that to you and, um, and then, yes. yeah, and then it, you could use Skype or Zoom or something like that to, uh, to work with someone oh, from yeah, a distance. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can definitely do distance feng shui. I just need your floor plan and you know, talking to you about, you know, needs and what, what's going on in your space. And yeah, I've done that for people before. It, it doesn't have to be on site. On site is ideal, I think, because then I can get a sense of the energy of your space. But yeah, we can definitely long distance feng shui is, is possible and very effective. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So let's say there's a household with a fair amount of discord, there's arguing, people aren't getting along, um, or it's just, um, you know, I, I just, I know several families that, oh my God, they're just, you know, it's so dysfunctional. Um, what kinds of things without, you know, if somebody couldn't say afford to have a feng shui s- session, what are some of the things that, that people could do to create a, a much better harmony that's what that would be the word I'd want harmony in their home. Oh yeah, that is such a such an issue for so many families, like you said. Um, well, and ideally this year, um, as I've been saying, the energy of this year is so much more harmonious in general than last year was. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we look at the numerology for 2019, it is the number twelve three, which 12 reduces down to three and three is the number of joy and beauty and happiness. And this isn't in Chinese numerology, but it's, I was just going to say, cause yeah. it's three in, in feng shui isn't a great number, but in numerology no. it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. In numerology. Yeah. So I'm switching over into another one of my modalities, but it is, um, I like to combine Eastern with Western mm-hmm. modalities um, in my work. And I, I think to me, that's just what feels right to me. And, mm-hmm. um, Chinese numerology, I like it, but and even Chinese astrology sometimes hasn't really made the most sense to me. Um, especially because with Chinese astrology, you know, everybody in one year is the same sign. Right. And it, that just seems like so general to me. <laughs> I like to use it sometimes, but I like Western astrology and numerology better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I was saying, the number um, 12, which reduces to three, that's such a beautiful number. And that's, you know, 2019 is is bringing us that kind of energy all year long. So I've 
in general, I think people will be feeling better. They'll be uh, relating in more harmonious ways. But, you know, when there is an issue, which of course, you know, is bound to happen, um, there are, you can look at everybody's individual Chinese and or Western astrology. Mm -hmm. Um, You can look at somebody's, just your day of birth number. If you just look at that and look at how those numbers interact together, you can get a lot of information, you know, just from numerology. Mm-hmm. So if you were doing a date of birth number, you'd add the day, the the month number and the year and, and then reduce it down? Well, it, if, if you're just looking at day of birth numbers, like for example, my day of birth is 17. Oh, so, so is mine. Oh, hey, I love that number. 17 is a great number. (laughs) It's an abundance number, Janine. It adds up to eight. Ah, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yes. And 17 is also the number of leaving a legacy. So your podcast is perfect for that because Hmm. you're definitely leaving a legacy with that. Oh, interesting. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, you can look at um, somebody each individual family member's day of birth and see how those numbers interact with each other. Um, you can look at their Western um, astrology sun signs and see how those interact together. You know, there's so many layers that you can look at. Um, but, and there's even human design, which I'm just starting to learn about. And I know you're interested mm-hmm. in that too. And that's, you know, another even much deeper layer. You know, there's so many, so many modalities that we have available to us. But, you know, again, if you just look at numerology, you can tell so much and, you know, get such a, a nice picture of people and how they interact together and, you know, what, what people need to feel safe in their environment. And again, you know, looking at your bedroom, bedrooms really tell a lot about what's going on, um, especially with kids, you know, if they have, um, you know, kind of scary artwork or if they, you know, are spending a lot of time on video games, you know, on screens or, mm. you know, if they're in the dark a lot, you know, those things are going to um, affect their energy and they're mm-hmm. going to affect their, um, you know, abilities to to feel good and to be able to interact with other family members. So yeah, looking bedroom feng shui is extremely important. If you don't do anything you know, other than the clutter, like I said, you know, that's the basic building block. Look at your bedroom, you know, how are, how are they sleeping? What kind of bed do they have? What, you know, what's on their walls? What are they, what are they doing at night? You know, before they go to sleep, is it, you know, on a screen? Are they on their phone? Mm-hmm. Are they listening to hard, you know, heavy metal music? You know, what's going on in that bedroom? Because that's that's going to tell a lot about, you know, how they're feeling and how they're able to interact. Mm-hmm. And and I often think that, uh, especially when you're talking about bedrooms and kids' bedrooms, you know, when their bedroom is is pretty neat and, you know, picked up and, and clean, it's kind of the macrocosm um, reflection of what's going on inside of them. And when it's this big yes. mess and there's crap all over the place and, and wrappers and, you know, I, I see that as I kind of take note when and, you know, of what's going on with them mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. It's an outer reflection of what is happening within. Mm-hmm. 
And when I see a person's home is a big mess and there's stuff all over the place and it's dirty and, you know, that to me is a reflection of, of how they're doing and how the family is doing. Yes, exactly. That's exactly true. And, you know, there's a feng shui kind of a quote or a saying, you know, as within, so without. Mm -hmm. It is exactly true how your environment is, you know, if it is clean and inviting and uh, bright and warm and cheerful, that's how you're going to be feeling. But if your environment is dark or messy or dirty, especially children, they're really, really affected by that kind of environment. That's how they're going to be feeling as well. Mm -hmm. And I would think that even if you're in, you know, not the best space, say you're feeling kind of depressed or you don't feel well or whatever, even if you can just clean up your space and declutter it a little bit and that that will also affect, it's like the chicken and the egg, um, you know, yes. which comes first, that that will help to affect your emotional mental state in a more positive way. Oh, yes, it definitely does. Mm -hmm. Well, like I was saying, it, you know, before you even look at, you know, any complicated formulas within feng shui, you need to declutter your space and, and clean, you know, it's, if you're working with a dirty foundation, you know, you can't do feng shui over that because it's just not going to work. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be as effective. So the first step is declutter, watch Marie Kondo's you know, show on Netflix, <laughs> spend a weekend with, you know, some essential oil, um, you know, diffusers, and that that's going to make a huge, huge impact. And then you can go and look at, you know, the more specifics of, you know, the direction of your front door and, you know, which um, number is in which particular area of your home. And, and you can get, you know, obviously into some very deep levels with feng shui, but the basic building block is clean up, declutter, open your windows, you know, let some fresh air in. It's spring. Thank goodness. Beautiful weather here in California where I live and which has brought a lot of pollen too, unfortunately. Mm, mm -hmm. But yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, it, this kind of weather is perfect for, you know, doing that decluttering and doing, you know, bringing in that fresh energy because, you know, again, that energy that you let in, that's the chi, that's the life breath of, of, you know, the universe. And you want to be able to access that in mm -hmm. your home. Absolutely. Well, you've given me an idea because um, another person that uh, I haven't done a recording with her yet, her name's Leanne Pruitt, um, and her uh, company is Let's Ace Your Space. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, uh, yeah, her whole thing is about decluttering and organizing. And um, I think what I'll do is um, when I'm uh, deciding, you know, when to upload these conversations, I'll definitely have hers after yours. Oh, so, perfect. Yeah. Yes. That would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I even work with decluttering companies sometimes because mm -hmm. they go hand in hand. They really do. They, uh, like I said, you can't, you really cannot do feng shui in a space that has clutter or that's dirty or you know, it's just not going to be as effective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, from what you're saying, I would say that if somebody was thinking, wow, I'd really like to work with her, um, 
it would be a good idea to do some decluttering and cleanup before working with you. Yes. So that that's definitely. taken care of. Yes, exactly. Because if you haven't, that's that's going to be my assignment for you. <laughs> to declutter. <laughs> and nobody really needs to pay you to say that because they know that. So <laughs> they, may well, right. they may as well get that done first and, and really pay you for your expertise, not, not pay you to tell them they need to clean up and declutter. Exactly, right. <laughs> get it done first and then we can dive into the feng shui. <laughs> yeah. Now... We, you were talking, uh, when we were talking earlier, you said something about major energy points setting the stage for transformation. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yes. Well, like I was mentioning, I like to combine Eastern knowledge with Western knowledge, and that includes numerology as well as astrology mm -hmm. and this year, we have had some huge shifts astrologically. There have been some shifts that have happened that are major. Okay. And for example, we just had five full moons in a row at the zero degree point, which is hmm. very unusual. I was you know, say, that sounds pretty unusual. Yes, it's extremely unusual. And if I don't even know if it's ever happened before, I, maybe it has, but it's a very long time. So that when when a, a lunation, like a new moon or a full moon or any kind of a astrological happening occurs at the zero degree mark, it's considered, and this is bringing numerology into astrology, which I love to do, mm -hmm. it's considered like a, a reset point. Mm. So this is five months in a row where we've had that, you know, reset point given to us. So that's like a huge wake up call from the universe saying, you know, hey, wake up. You know, you have this beautiful opportunity to redo your life and to recreate it and to step up into you know greater levels of abundance and and joy. So that has been given to us. We we just had the last one in March of 2019. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people have come through those those five months feeling like, wow, I you know I meant to do more. I meant to be of service, or I've, I'm meant to you know be a healer, or I'm meant to you know do whatever your purpose is. Mm -hmm. I, I've heard so many people feeling like I'm called to really you know, live in my purpose. Mm -hmm. And it's because of this energy shift. Wow. It sounds like this would be a good time to feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Or, yes. And not only to feel the fear, but to listen to, you know, what your heart is telling you to really listen and to, to honor what, you know, your heart is telling you because there's a reason, you know, if you're hearing, if you're hearing the same, you know, messages over and over, there's a reason it's the universe talking to you. Right. Right. And if you're afraid though, to actually take that step to move into something new, um, it sounds to me like from everything that you've said, that this is the perfect time to do it, to move through yes. that fear and take that first step. 
Yes, yes, exactly. Well, yeah, as I've been saying, this year, the energy is supporting us. It's the energy isn't meant to challenge us so much this year, but it's meant to support us to to move through that fear, to step up, to you know have better relationships and to be abundant and to live in our purpose. And, you know, we're all meant to, we're all meant to be doing what our heart is called to do. Mm-hmm. We're not meant to be struggling and, you know, unhappy and, and, you know, feeling challenged. We're meant to be, you know, self-actualized people. And this year is, it's really all about that. It's all about supporting us to, to be our best selves. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. Wow. So, hmm. Are, are any of the other planets um, su- supporting that, especially uh, some of the slower moving planets like Jupiter, Uranus, Chiron, those sorts of things? Are they are they supporting this, this uh, yes. tr- uh, helping us to move into who we are meant to be following our soul purpose, whatever you want to call it? Mm. Yes, mm-hmm, very much so. Um, yes. Well, for example, the planet Uranus has moved into the sign of Taurus. And Uranus moves very slowly. So the last time it was in Taurus was back in 1934 mm-hmm. or so. Okay. So that was a while ago. Most of us, you know, not even alive at that point in time, uh, are not even born yet. And Taurus is all about the financial markets. Mm, okay. Taurus is about our food systems. Taurus is about um, beauty. And Taurus is all about our homes. So I think a lot more people are going to be interested in feng shui. They're going to be interested in you know how to make your home comfortable and beautiful and how to feel good within your home. Uranus, though, is about... Uh, change. It's the planet of innovation and changes. And sometimes it brings sudden change. Mm -hmm. But where there's going to be changes maybe in our home lives and in our financial markets and in our food systems, this is still a much more supportive place for Uranus than when it was in Aries. The, it was in Aries before Taurus. It was just in Aries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's moved from Aries into Taurus just this year. Okay. And when it was in Aries, Aries is that masculine, um, active energy. And it's all about, Aries is about me. You know, Aries is about me as a person and what I want and what's good for me. And so it was a very, it was a very masculine energy. It was a very um, self-centered kind Mm -hmm. of an energy. Mm -hmm. Now that it's moved into Taurus, it's a much more feminine energy and it's really a more balanced energy. So that's going to support so much more of really the, the remembering of the divine feminine energy within all of us. But especially, you know, we're seeing so many instances of, you know, women taking back their power and, um, you know, this whole Me Too movement mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. a lot to do with Uranus moving into Taurus. There's going to be a lot more shifts towards, you know, a rebalancing of power between masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. Got it. Interesting. 
That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good. Yes. It, and, you know, there still could be some, you know, unexpected changes. Like I said, Uranus is unexpected changes, but it's all pushing for society to be more balanced and to, you know, be more um, healthy. And, you know, especially with the food system changes that mm -hmm. I think are going to come, um, you know, like you and I were talking about that glyphosate issue, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's going to be much more awareness, I think, and much less tolerance of, you know, poison being sprayed on our food. You know, that's awesome. People, I think people are going to really rise up and say, no, I'm not going to, you know, that's not okay with me. And people will listen. And there's going to be a lot of shifts in, in, um, in food and in, in financial systems too. So there's, there's going to be a lot of changes coming, but it's all meant to rebalance our our society. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. A any other planets that are contributing to this that you'd like to point out? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a couple more. Um, like you mentioned, Jupiter. The planet Jupiter is about joy and expansion and happiness. And Jupiter moved, I think it was in November of 2018, from Scorpio into the sign of Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. And so it's considered in its home sign in Sagittarius and Sagittarius is just a much more happy and kind of lighthearted energy than Scorpio. Scorpio, I think your sun sign is Scorpio, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scorpio is considered, you know, that kind of deep, dark, you know, kind of heavier energy, not in a bad way. You know, every, every sign has its, you know, it's, it's positive and more shadow sides, right. but Jupiter in Scorpio was really, it influenced a lot of last year's, you know, let's dig up all of our, you know, all of our wounds from, you know, ages past and let's, you know, lay them out on the table. And, you know, that's why a lot of that was painful. Mm -hmm. So Jupiter in Sagittarius is like the opposite of that. It's, you know, let's expand on our happiness and our joy and let's, you know, see the world and let's meet new people and let's be happy. Got it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then Chiron, Chiron is not, well, it's kind of a minor planet and an asteroid. It's, but it is very important in astrology and it represents the wounds that we have inside of ourselves, mm. the, and especially what needs to be healed within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And Chiron spent a good chunk of time in Pisces. Mm -hmm. And Pisces is probably the most emotional, <laughs> um, fantasy-oriented kind of sign. So for Chiron to be in Pisces for so long was really challenging for a lot of people, especially for people like me. I'm a Pisces rising Mm -hmm. um, it just was a very challenging time for the last seven years or so. Um, you know, again, even for people that don't have major Pisces aspects in their charts, a lot of people were feeling that, you know, challenging, emotional, breaking down of relationships, you know, a lot of, a lot of relationship kind of healing was, was going on. Mm -hmm. Now Chiron has moved into Aries and that's, completely different energy. And really, I mean, Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac and Pisces is the last. Right. So it's a complete 
180 degree change to have Chiron and Aries. It's a much more, it's much more positive. It's a much less painful kind of an energy. So we'll be feeling that as well. Um, all of these aspects together to me are just, again, so much more supportive and positive and pushing us to really step into our full potential Mm -hmm. as human beings Mm -hmm. and to not have to suffer so much. (laughs) That would be lovely for all of us. Yes, Mm -hmm. I agree completely. So how, hmm, let's see, do you have any uh, advice for how one could make the most of this or take the, you know, the best, the best advantage of all of this energy uh, of what you've been talking about that's happening this year. Yes, definitely. Well, like you mentioned a little bit ago, um, you know, if you're feeling fear, that's okay. It is, it's a time to feel that fear, but to also to move through it and to know that, you're being supported and that your, your best self is waiting on the other side. This is like a hopeful energy to me. This is, this is a time to know, you know, that there is hope that life is going to get better, that, um, listen to your heart, really listen to, you know, what your heart is telling you and to trust it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you don't do anything else, do that, listen, you know, meditate, get into, get into that space of really trusting yourself. That, that is the most important thing to do is, you know, to trust and love yourself. Um, I created a course with a partner that we did a couple months ago called cosmic love goddess mm-hmm. and really the basic underlying principle of the whole six week course was it was all about loving yourself. Self love is really the key to, to having all of this mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think your advice about following your heart is important because from my perspective, it's important to make decisions from our heart, not our mind, because the mind can justify anything, any decision, any any choice. But your heart is really where the truth of who you are is, and um, and and that's what needs to be in alignment. Yes, exactly. Beautifully said. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is there anything else you'd like to add in or make sure you you get across that you haven't talked about yet? Oh my goodness, we covered so much. I know, <laughs> I know, we really did. Yes. You know, I I am just so grateful again to you for having me here and um, you know, I hope that this was inspirational for whoever's been listening and, um, you know, I know you'll give them ways to contact me. Um, I would love to work with anyone who wants to go deeper. And, um, I'm just so excited, you know, to share this information with people. You know, we have so much that we can work with. There's so much, 
when I first learned feng shui, I was just so excited about it because it really gave me hope that, you know, yes, you can change your life just by setting the intention alone. Mm -hmm. But then there are so many amazing tools that are out there, you know, that we can use Mm -hmm. to create our lives the way that, you know, we really want them to be. So, you know, we're not stuck with the way things are. We, we have the power to change our world, you know, just of our own, you know, using our own inner magic. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what I would love to, you know, leave everyone with is, you know, we're all powerful creators and that is within every one of us, Mm -hmm. the ability to change our lives and to manifest whatever we want. Yes. Well said. So how can people reach you, Lisa? People can reach me on my Instagram. I'm really more active on Instagram than Facebook. It is um, at Lisa Feng Shui, F-E-N-G-S-H-U-I. And I post every day. I post um, about the day's energy and I combine astrology and numerology and Feng Shui every day. Mm, And there's, yeah, I I love doing that. And also uh, my phone number. Okay. Yes. Which is? It is 760-845-9710. Great. So I will also be putting those on the webpage. Perfect. Thank you. Awesome. Well, this has been a delight. And uh, I, I love the little twists and turns that we took. And <laughs> and I think it is an inspiring conversation. And especially for, for someone who knows that they can do more, they can be more, and they're, they're just, you know, unsure of, of moving forward. And, you know, people are afraid of failing and doing the wrong thing and making the wrong choices. And, um, you know, it sounds like this, if you're ever going to do it, this is the time to take that step to move into who you really are and, and what you're here to do. And if Lisa can help you in that uh, endeavor, please contact her. Yes, I would love that. Great. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. It took us a bit to get together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did, but we did it. <laughs> even even Skype tried to stymie us. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> But we made it through. We did, yes. See, there's that pushing through, right? Because <laughs> yes, I yes. was wondering, well, and you were too, should we give up? Or, you know, <laughs> well, I'm so glad we didn't. This was really fabulous. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you and take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening, and thank you so much, Lisa Garcia, for sharing your expertise on this truly fascinating topic. I hope many of you will follow her advice, her guidelines, and and really uh, get a hold of her and and work with her if you feel that it would help you to move forward. Um, And I know I am going to be adding her to my Instagram. I'd uh, love to get daily inspirational Instagram posts. The podcast website is realjanine.com where you can listen to and download episodes. 
Please sign up for the podcast bi-weekly blog newsletter to keep up on new episodes, archives, life updates, and healthy recipes. And remember, Janine is J-A-N-E-A-N. To subscribe to Keeping It Real with Janine, go to iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. You can find the podcast YouTube channel by searching Real Janine. If you prefer video slideshows of my conversations. So please go to YouTube and subscribe. That would be lovely. Do you know someone who would benefit from my conversation with Lisa Garcia? I'll bet you do. Please share the love and take care and be well. Until next time, bye.